Hello, and good afternoon, Roaring Fork Valley and beyond. This is Diane Johnson, and guess what? This is something I always say in the beginning of my show, as I look out the window and I look at what the weather is, and we experience here in Carbondale a few white fluffs and they were not baby dove wings or baby feathers or they was just beautiful only for a moment or two that's for sure but skiing will be on its way and I know those of you up in Aspen and Snowmass are putting on your skis and you're enjoying it and I'm enjoying it too as a native Californian I welcome the snow. I welcome looking at it, warming up. I don't hike. I don't ski. I kind of like walking in it. I like the smell of the snow. And I know it blesses us with water, you know. (sighs) And it's... When it starts to snow, when it starts that gentle, breezy, fluffy flakes, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel alive, you know, because I know the benefits here. And I know how happy some people are to see it so they can get out there and ski and get out there and do the sledding with the kids and enjoying. There are a couple of things I do want to acknowledge besides the weather. November is, and let me see if I can re- recall all of this. I did want to bring some written words on this, but November we celebrate National Native Ah, what have I? What word did I forget, D? Well, I'm not sure, but maybe it's Native American. There you go. That was simple, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> and I have something hanging on my wall at home. I don't know where I found it, but I did print it up, and it was a little too long. And it was. It's written by a Hopi woman, and. One of the things that she said, and it and it really touched base with me because our world is in trouble. Our people are in trouble. Our people are in conflict. Our people are dying in conflict. And it's time for us, for me, and I've been thinking about this, connect with my own spiritual humanness, touch base what makes me feel good and reach out and enjoy the pleasures of my life. Turning on the TV, listening on the radio, hearing the troubles that are going on in the world um, makes me feel sad. And yeah, makes me cry. So I am so glad 
that we are here and we are living in a community that is attuned to the spiritual harmony of nature. Listen to those bird notes. That's our nature. I hear them in the morning like I've never heard them before. They're outside. I open up the door and I listen. And I hear and I understand that the ones that are singing are the males. And the latter part of the day, you'll hear birds singing. And I understand those are the females connecting back with the males in their world. I don't know. I just listen. And it's beautiful. Now, today... I have the pleasure of my guest, a lady I met some years ago and had not seen her for some time until I walked into the studio. And Dee Dee Osborne has been around in Carbondale, been a moderator in groups where she is educating us to a multitude of of things. It depends on whatever she's talking about. And in fact, I learned about CBDs from Dee Dee and topicals and gummies. And as all that most of you know, there was a time when I fell and I broke my back and I had a couple of surgeries. I do not take painkillers, rarely, rarely. But CBDs go on my back, go on my dislocated shoulder, go on my fractured wrist, CBDs. And, and, and when I was talking with Dee Dee in the beginning, she said, well, we're not going to be talking about that, are we? And I said, no, not at all. But what Dee Dee is going to bring to us is two programs There are going to be on at Third Street Center. She will facilitate and host Caring Connections. And it's educating us and navigating the world of dementia. Dee Dee, welcome. Thank you very much, Diane. Nice to see your smiling face. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So, talk to us. What it when you say navigating the world of dementia? Who are going to be the speakers? You're going to be the host, but who are the speakers, and what is this all about? Well, actually, it's navigating this in between space where you haven't been diagnosed with anything. You're not really sure you have dementia or early Alzheimer's or anything else, but you do notice that your memory is slipping. You're making jokes about putting the toothpaste in the microwave, you know, and your kids may be starting to mention that uh, you need to pay better attention or you need hearing aids or whatever it is. But we start to notice <clears throat> as we get older, usually, that our minds just aren't functioning the way they used to. So this came about because 
and and it's typical in this valley that it has has flourished in the way that it has in the last month. Um, but my husband and I had been doing some cognitive testing with a neurologist. I, I had tremors, and I wanted to know, was there, were these benign or were these something I should pay attention to or things like that? So uh, we did do brain scans. We were going through this process, and it is kind of scary because you don't know if you want to find out anything or not. Uh, but at this point in time, what happened was, we went in for a follow-up. Uh, I was told, um, or no, maybe it was my husband was told, um, just come back in six months. And my thought was, well, why? I mean, do we have homework? Is there something we can do? Uh, because it's confusing. We don't have a diagnosis. Uh, it's not clear that this is anything more than just normal aging. But how can I educate myself? Uh, because it can be rather confusing and scary. So when I got the list of uh, resources, I realized that they didn't apply to this valley at all. And and I thought, this is amazing. This valley is 40 miles long. It's packed with healers, uh, therapists, um, all kinds of physical therapists. And there should be a whole list of people that I can call. What kind of books are out now that are new? I get things online every day about do this, do that to avoid getting Alzheimer's, you know, but it's very confusing. So what does that mean? And I remembered what my uh, mother always taught us about uh, the Girl Scout form of leadership, which is you look around at what needs to be done and you do it. And mm -hmm. so I'm thinking, I'm sitting here in this wonderful valley. I've been here almost eight years now. And of all the people I know, the friends I've made, the professionals who are here, we should put these people down on a resource list so that it is focused in two ways. Number one, on the very early stages of memory change not on the later, after you have a diagnosis and you have all these systems available to you, but early on when you don't seem to have any support. So that would be one thing. And the other would be how can we create a community so that we feel comfortable calling somebody and talking about this. I have this issue with my husband, my brother, my son, whatever, um, you know, they've been told not to drive. They keep driving. How can I deal with this? Uh, so it's for families. How can we come up with some new ideas, some new resources, and make some new friends so that we can actually talk about and create, uh, I would say, more joyful living as we kind of figure out what's going on. So that, that's what happened. We had our first meeting October 28th. We had 16 people. We came up with a great list of resources that we are starting from. Our next meeting is this Saturday, 3rd Street Center, uh, and it's from 10 to 11.30. Open to the public? Open to the public. is free. Anyone who would like to join us, and that's why I'm here, just to make sure that people hear and bring a friend if you want. 
bring your journal. We'll spend, we are not in rows listening to presentations. We're in small tables, so we get to know each other. It's a very casual, chatty kind of thing. There are no computer slides. I don't do that anymore. We just sit and talk. And uh, last time we had uh, Courtney Gabriel from Roaring Fork uh, Home Care. She was great. Uh, And she told, because much of the challenge is we don't know who to ask for help or when to ask for help. When's it too soon? When's it too late? And Typically, most people wait too long to ask for help, and they get too stressed out, right? So she came, and she explained very much what their resources are and how they can help, and particularly dealing with insurance, et cetera. This time on Saturday, we have two great speakers who will just briefly – they're not marketing themselves. They're just having a, a conversation to explain a little bit what they do, how they can be helpful, and then you can ask some questions. And the first one is um, Sally Sparhawk, who has a group called uh, En Voyage Travel Companions. Mm-hmm. And um, she has had really great and very unique experiences accompanying people who maybe aren't quite capable of traveling on their own or they're going with a big family and the family wants to go off and do things, but they don't want to leave their grandmother alone kind of thing, right? So right. She, she has very different types of services, including, you know, driving you to Denver if you need it or whatever. So she'll explain to us exactly how that works for her. And then our second um, speaker is... Martha Hamill from Aspen Psychedelic Resource Center, and her original studies and research was in nutrition. So she brings a focus of nutrition and plant medicine to uh, the challenges of memory. Uh, memory loss in particular. So I'm looking forward to that. And then we have two other speakers on December the 2nd. Sounds wonderful. Sounds like your thoughts got put in gear and things are going forward so that we can benefit by it. And for those of you who have are not familiar, if you're new to our community, Third Street Center has been home to incredible group sessions, speakers, However, it's the most informative uh, location. Not a good word for describing Mm -hmm. it. But, you know, I happen to be fortunate enough to, I have physical therapy twice a week. And part of my therapy is about once a month, cognitive testing is done. And one of my therapists will sit down with me. They've already given me a two-sided sheet of paper with questions. And I answer those questions. They also will individually ask questions. Simple questions, something like this. How often do you feel sad, lonely, unhappy, Uh, isolated, uh, things that will tune you in to 
how you are feeling because mm-hmm. oftentimes we go about our life without even thinking about how we're feeling about it. You know, we don't communicate that to ourselves, you no. know. You got something. Yes, and I think this really gets to the most important point. There were two articles even last week on Wednesday about how early um, cognitive changes go undiagnosed. There are about 7 million of us wandering around Mm -hmm. in the United States. We think we're normal, Mm -hmm. but we're actually beginning to lose some of our cognitive capacity. The other tricky thing is that it's very difficult to, even if you wanted to get tested uh, on uh, a scan or a, the, the um, what I would say, the Medicare um, survey that we take, right? Right. Remember five words, you right. know, who's right. the president, right. what day is it, things like that solve this problem. And we should be doing that annually. It's paid for by Medicare. It's part of the screening, and yet it doesn't get done. That's why it's undiagnosed. Number one, 40% of the people who have concerns don't ask for a screening. And secondly, the doctors are so short on time, they don't have time. Even if they notice you're slipping a little bit, they aren't going to say, well, let's take 15 minutes here and do the screening that you are due this year for your Medicare exam. They aren't going to say that because they've only got 20 minutes and they've already used 10, right? Right. So, So it's very difficult. You have to request it. You have to make a separate appointment, although I have a um, clinical psychologist friend who cannot get her insurance, her liability insurance, unless she passes it every year. Right. 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 So this is really, hopefully it will encourage people to bite the bullet, use your courage, ask for help, ask for a survey, get some information so that you know what you're dealing with. And you have support. Right. Uh, Two things. One, my family physician, twice a month, I have someone come to my house from their practice and go through just some of this. Personal questions. How are you doing? What do you need? Uh, And... I feel blessed that she's on top of things. I feel blessed when I go in for my six months or every three months that she addresses that too. I feel blessed that I have that kind of open communication with my physician. And, And now that I'm more learning about my missing places, missing steps. And I'm not talking about, I'm a multitasker. And that, I live alone, and except for my dog, Bo, who's sitting on my lap right now. (laughs) Bo is a delight. Anyway, I multitask around the house. And I have sometimes while I'm doing things, I'll think, okay, What am I doing? Where am I going? And I have to stop 
because I've got so many things on the stove and on that 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 I got to do this, I got to mm. do that, I've got to take notes, I've got to do the laundry. Oh my goodness, I've got to get the meat on and cook that so I can make my stew. You know, whatever it is, you know, if I had family around me, they would be more in tune with who I am or who I am not anymore. And I would have them observing and concern. I do have caregivers. Thank you for taking care of me, Medicare and Medicaid. I do have caregivers that come in a few hours a week every day, except weekends and Wednesday. But that's four days a week. And it's really important that you have that attention. Someone needs to notice when there are changes going on, for example. And I would say, you know, the neurologist told me I was concerned about tremors. Uh, is it benign or is, should I pay attention to this? But on the other hand, I'm also forgetful. And uh, he said, of course, when you're multitasking, just like it's you have easy. said, it's very easy to get distracted. But what happened that got my attention was three times I went away and, le- and left something on the flame on the stove and got distracted with, oh, I'm just going to run, do this and come back. And it was only when I smelled something burning that I realized I'd totally wiped out the fact I was cooking something. Well, that's dangerous. So there's no way I'm letting that ride. I've done that, but I'm in a small place. So when that starts burning, I go, what, what? And then I turn around and it's only a few feet from where I'm standing or sitting. Right. So you protect yourself. You start paying more attention. But the real concern is, I think, that people have a lot of fear and uh, about losing this cognitive capacity, and it gets becomes embarrassing. And, you know, I, I was sitting with a guy at a cocktail party last week, and he said... Well, my son says it's embarrassing. I need hearing aids, but I'm just not ready for hearing aids. And my doctor says I need to be using a CPAP, but no, I don't like that CPAP. And when I take it off, I sleep like a baby. And then you're thinking, now, wait a minute, you have a choice here. You can maintain your functioning or you can give in and kind of fork towards that side of uh, decline. Oh, I choose not to hear. I choose not to see. I don't want to wear glasses. I choose not to breathe at high altitude the way I could because it's uncomfortable. Well, those choices will actually catch up with you. And our, I think my focus is let's be optimistic about this. Let's do all the things that we want to do, enjoy our lives, and choose to be engaged I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Uh, the wonderful advantage of living where I live at Crystal Meadows is today, went to get my mail in the commons room. The ladies are there playing mahjong. 
<laughs> Yesterday, the group was another group of play was playing bingo. The other day, Tai Chi was being done. Keeping active, keeping your body moving, keeping your brain stimulated. We are an aging world. Our world, we're growing older. We're living longer. We're learning how to live with those uh, medical issues that used to kill us a hundred years ago. I'm 83. I'm still living. Oh, I'm 82. You, you know, and hey, girl, <laughs> nice looking at you. You know, and that's what it scares I, me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I I see the. I was going to say I see the beauty in aging, and I. That's the way I have looked at the world most of my life. It is good. Maybe I'm Pollyanna about it, but still, sure, there's times that I don't feel good. Sure, there are times when I don't say, oh, woe is me, but sometimes I have that sense of personal isolation. Does that make Mm. sense? And I thank goodness for my neighbors and my dog, Bo, who's sitting on my lap, uh, and my kids that call me, you know, and those connections, you know, they're not around me. They're in other parts of the world, Australia, Denver, California, Idaho. Oh, D. 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 Please come join us at Third Street Center at 10 o'clock Saturday morning. We'll have new ideas and new friends, hopefully. And, and we'll be in the Callaway room. Yeah, we will. Thank you, Diane. Oh, Dee, thank you. It you went again. awfully quickly, didn't it, my yeah. dear? Thanks so Ladies much. and gentlemen, Roaring Fork Valley, our home, our wonderful community. Enjoy, enjoy. And Thanksgiving is coming up. Yahoo, turkey!